Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, getting you ready for Red Raiders and Baylor Bears. We also get to a Kevin O'Banner proclamation and important men in important suits having important conversations in Dallas on behalf of the Big 12. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Great to be your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and we are getting set for Red Raiders and Bears coming up from Waco Saturday at high noon. You got two going your way if you're Mark Adams in Texas Tech. One outside of conference following your win over LSU in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. One in conference following your win over Iowa State. So that feels good. But now, what are you going to do with it? And now you've had some some time off, uh, a few days off since that Iowa State uh you know, craziness. Uh, but yeah, now, now reality sets in. Uh, now reality sets in and that now you're back on the road and, and Big 12 play against a, a team that lost the same night that you won uh, over Iowa State. They, they were, you know, the Bears were losing to Texas. So I'm sure they've sat around all week and felt great about that. Uh, but no, th- th- this is a, yeah, this is a Baylor team that, you know, again, it, it's a bad matchup for Tech from the standpoint of they're so good with their guards. It's a bad matchup for a lot of, of folks. But uh, without – I don't think uh, Fardaz is going to play in this one. I do think Bacho is available. I would doubt that we see uh, Pop Isaacs. But you got to be able to hammer uh, Baylor in the paint. And the Red Raiders, you know, don't have all their – obviously their, their pieces available to them. And I don't know at what level Bacho will be at. But th- this is really about these Baylor guards. That's the way this game will go. And, and you know, th- they're a handful. Uh, th- this is the game, if you remember – let's see here. I'm Yeah, January the 17th, okay. If you only force the other team to turn it over three times, guess what? It ain't gonna go well, you know. I mean, and, and I, I looked this up. I looked this up this week. Keontae George projected lottery pick. Uh, L.J. Cryer and Adam Flagler are projected early second round picks. And and we know the NBA draft they only take 58, 60 kids total. That's it. I mean, so it's it's two rounds. So if you get picked, it's big time. And they've got three of their guards that are projected uh, draft picks, one of which is a lottery pick. And so it's just a, it's a tough, you know, going to be a tough uh, matchup for the Red Raiders. Yeah, no doubt, man. And you're talking about some of that work uh, in the paint. And that was one of those areas that actually uh, was a sight to behold against Iowa State as you reverse the trend like you did in most areas from first half to second half. But uh, whether it's points in the paint, Chris, or competing on the boards, battling for rebounds. Those have been some prickly areas for Texas Tech. But in the final 20 minutes and then overtime against Iowa State, those were a couple of areas where you really battled your butt off. And I I guess Kevin O'Banner is probably at the top of that list. You can throw out anybody else. But I I was really impressed with the way that Tech competed 
Um, they're on the glass and scoring um, in the lane as the game went on the other night. They hadn't done that uh, consistently this year, obviously. Yeah, you know, I, I thought O'Banner and I thought Jalen Tyson were really uh, good down yep. the stretch. I thought I thought playing uh, Davion Harmon with Lamar Washington was interesting to me. We have not seen a lot of that. And I think they, you know, going small is something that we, you know, Iowa State just had a hard time matching up with it. And I, I think you want to do that more, may have found something. However, boy, this is a tough team to try to do that against because if you go small, <laughs> they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is what they do. I mean, you know, and, they're, yeah. and they're, uh, their personnel is, is about as good as anybody's really maybe in the country from just a pure guard standpoint, now that Keontae George has emerged into, into what he's doing. But, but we'll, but we'll, I, I think the uh, point being though, I think Lamar and, you know, because see Iowa state, they, they started just turning it over and just kind of freaked a little bit. And they had this freshman point guard again, ba- Baylor's situation. Plus this is going to be in Waco. Uh, it, it's going to be a little bit different. I think they will handle the pressure just fine. I think you've got to be able to hammer them on the, glass and, and you've got to be able to stop dribble penetration because that's what really equals all their three-point attempts and and you know Baylor's making the, the crazy thing about the first time you played the Bears was that you made more threes than they did which you know look looking at it if you tell me that before the game I really like your chances however you were down by as many as 16 points in that first game you, you just couldn't they, they kind of controlled it and just kept you at arm's length the whole time. I mean, they, they were up eight to 10 as much as 16 in the second half. And you just weren't really ever in it. Uh, they just kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll trade baskets or whatever. We'll turn it on when we want that, that kind of thing. So you're going to have to really flip the script there. And I hope you have found something though, because you're going to need to do it and do so in a hurry uh, because the schedule doesn't get any easier, but yeah, and you, you, you haven't just exactly won a ton in Waco at all. I mean, last year, yes, very much the exception. Very difficult place for at least Texas Tech to play, for sure. Well, and shockingly, last year, I mean, you oh, know, yeah. as the game went on. They were number one in the country, right? I think mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, um, and you and you it, had just come off of a big win, and you were kind of like, I mean, that, that's when everybody was like, okay, look out, Th- this team is legit, yeah. and that that's when you started to make a run or kind of announce to the country. Uh, look look out because you're right it was and, and here's the thing I think you had Marcus Santos Silva like on the final play of the game or like with 10 seconds left Baylor's last shot I think he's actually guarding it was either Cryer or Flagler and that summed up last year's team it's like they right. switch off on the pick and roll and Marcus Santos Silva guards one of these elite guards and he wasn't even a starter at that point uh you know <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like this just really exemplifies who who that team was last year, and you 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 survived it and and won and ran off the floor, and it was uh it was good times. Yeah, that was one of the best games, most enjoyable games uh, of the season. As you were just hoping for oh. for good things, competing with number one on the road, but man, ten minutes into it, you're like, dude, we may have a chance to actually pull one off here because you were certainly looking like uh, you belonged, which you did. Um, Chris, remember, back to this week. Do, do you remember the, the you remember the highlight play from that game? Yeah, Adonis Arms turned Matthew Myers' head into a canoe. I mean, that that is one of uh, I, I think I think because of the opponent rank, um, it was it was so early in the conference season, 
So it wasn't, we didn't know the magnitude of it because it was in early January or January the 10th, somewhere around in there. But uh, that's one of the best plays in Texas Tech basketball history, in my opinion. I mean, because, uh, I mean, it it was, I was like, do what? I mean, you know, this was, this was extremely impressive. Yeah. I had to hold my wife back. Like, holy (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Adonis Arms. It's nice to meet your yeah. athleticism because we hadn't seen it uh, that, that way up to that point. But yeah, that was big time, man. Yeah, quick yeah. spin and then catapulted. Oh, I mean, the dude. In the lane, yes. Oh, and the homeboy with the mullet. How cute he, was that mullet after it he was, was so broken? He, he decided to transfer to <laughs> Illinois. He left the state, left the conference. <laughs> I like, can't be here anymore. I'm out. Yeah. Um, and I got to be honest, uh, off-season conversation surrounding Matthew Meyer, potentially. That's his name, right? Matthew Meyer? Matt Meyer, yeah. I wanted Matt him Meyer. here. Uh, trust me. I was excited when they were Well, I was going to say, it. I was the other way. I was like, no, nah, dog, you can't bring uh, this cat to Lubbock. Yeah, I, no. That was one of the greatest moments of my 2022 <laughs> was seeing him split in half. And then I'm going to go rooting for him. It's like when they tried to make Doug Christie a Mav one time. Thankfully, he was cut prior to the year. That oh, wouldn't have gone on uh, yeah. very well. Uh Chris, back to this year's matchup and Saturday's starting lineup. Kerwin Walton, where is he? Is he going to still be in there, you think? Is there any more tinkering or adjusting? Because the way you finished the game against Iowa State, I don't know, may give you some indication that, uh, as you've already alluded to here, uh, you could be trying some other things out, or do you think we stick with something similar to what we've seen the last couple of games, which last time was O'Banner, Bacho, Tyson, Harmon, and Kerwin Walton? Yeah, great question. Uh, I, I bet you see the same starting lineup that you did versus uh, LSU and versus Iowa State. That's going to be my guess. I, but I, I, I just feel like Lamar Washington specifically has earned more uh, minutes. You know, the the way he kind of is defended and and kind of you know d- done some different things and he what he got got eight points the other night on some runouts and and some things like that so i i won't be so and again it's, it's so much of it is how you finish and i think you've you've, you've kind of you know mentioned it there that that's really the most important thing but i bet i bet sure. that's how you start it uh the same way you've because i mean hey hey you've won two in a row why mess it up that's true That's true. If you're looking for any recipe for success, the most recent (laughs) recipes have led to your only success in a couple of months. So, uh, yeah, maybe keep rolling with that. Uh, Chris, as we kind of pivot away from this one, even though you'll have to have this one to make it come Mm -hmm. true, I wanted to get back to something that caught our attention following the game against Iowa State, and it was Kevin O'Banner's proclamation, we are going to the tournament. But... First, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because I've got so many great features to make your betting experience fun and easy, even if you're a beginner. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked on. So that's a free $150 in free bets when you place your first $5 bet by going to fanduel.com slash locked on. They've got all your favorite bets for the money line to point spreads, player props, and all points in between. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You know what that's about. 
all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss out. Football fan, basketball fan, whatever fan, place your first $5 bet today to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. And make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And it was Kevin O'Banner's proclamation, we are going to the tournament. Now, you confirmed on a previous episode this week, he was indeed talking about the NCAA tournament. I had questions about that. Midget wrestling, other things that are available this time of year. I don't know. March Madness means something different to everyone everywhere, I suppose. It doesn't have to be basketball related. But I know that caught your attention, got my attention. I'm not mad at it. I don't mind um, you know, trying to instill some confidence in a way uh, as a team leader. And I think that's some of what happens when you do something like that. Your teammates hear it and you're trying to keep some belief alive. I'm not here to say they're mathematically eliminated, <laughs> but you tell me where they are in the grand scheme of things right now, because man, improbable uh, seems kind of like an understatement if we're talking about actually making that run. Yeah. So there's a couple of conversations here. I, I do absolutely think he's talking about the NCAA tournament because he doesn't he doesn't play in other tournaments. I mean, he's been really good at NCAA tournaments. He's got, I think, six straight double doubles really in NCAA yeah. tournament games. Yeah, so he's been he's been phenomenal. Not the CBI, not the one you got to pay to go to. <laughs> no, yeah, not the big yeah, boy. <laughs> exactly, and he's not talking about the Big Twelve tournament either because they're guaranteed to play in that. Um, so after they beat Iowa state the other night, if you look at this bracketology stuff, and I admittedly haven't paid near as close attention to it to this point this year, just because the red Raiders have just not really been involved with it. You know, last year I followed it pretty closely on where you were seated, maybe where you were going to get sent right now. That's just, to me, it's, it's not, it's not in the conversation yet. However, because of how good the Big 12 is and because the data, okay, that's really the most important thing. It's not what we think. The data is telling you that this league is just an absolute monster, okay, which which we all know, that because you're 1-8 and eight in the Big 12. You are 12-10 and 10 overall, okay? However, because the league is so good, you have actually entered the conversations in like – it's you know you know how they do like next four out then the, then the four out after that and also kind of considered you're kind of in that in that also considered of of being on the bubble if you will even though you are one and eight okay because of you know you beat an Iowa State team that's that's really good on paper I mean it it looks really good yeah. and it vaults your it makes your data look better you're still a top. 65 net team okay as far as the rankings go and everybody's ahead of you in the big 12 my point being you've got a lot of work to do uh but you're not it, it, it's interesting to have the conversation just because it's not it's not crazy talk per se yet but you've got you're guaranteed 10 games left here in this season that's all you've you've got on the books You've got nine conference games left, and then you're going to go at least play one game in Kansas City at the Big 12 tournament. Okay, only four. Okay, only four of those ten are going to be at home. Okay, so you've got five conference road games left, and then you've got the the neutral site game in Kansas City. And unfortunately for you, the the home games, the next two for you know at home, are going to feature two of the teams at the top of the Big 12 standings in Texas and Kansas State. 
but it's going to take you. I mean, the NIT. Okay, if if we want to even lower the the the, the conversation or lower the standard or, or the as far as widening the plate of of uh, tournament talk, even the NIT that they, they, they don't take teams that are below five hundred. Okay, I mean, you know, and maybe maybe this is an exception if you're like at five hundred or one game above five hundred. But to get to the NCAA tournament, I mean, we're we're talking. You're going to have to be, in my opinion. I just don't see it if you're if you're six and twelve in the league. If you're six, I mean, you know, and that that would require you to go five and four over the last right. eight games it, just to get to six and twelve. Uh, if you're seven and eleven, I think that that we could have a real conversation there, and you could be an absolute bubble team uh, for sure, depending on who those were. But anything short of that. And, and so what I guess the, the, to wrap it up, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, if, if you're going to go six and 12 in this league or seven and 11, you, you've got to go five and four or six and three down the stretch here with with how how many games you're going to win in the last nine. And if you look at the schedule, I mean, in Waco, you're in Morgantown, you're in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I mean, you, you've got to go to uh, in Norman, which you rarely win there. So. I mean, it's just – it's daunting. I mean, there's just not a lot of – so I don't want to say that Kevin O'Banner is going to end up being wrong. It's just highly unlikely at this point unless something changes and ch- and unless you start rattling them off. I don't ever want to tell the guy, uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, that's a little too much belief from you, Kevin. Let's go ahead and temper the belief. What are you making just making the comment in general? Good, bad, indifferent? How would you feel I, about it? I, 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 good for him. I mean, he, you know, I, I think, uh, cause honestly, you got to speak things into existence sometimes. And, and I, and I can't sit here and tell you they won't rattle them off. I'm just saying it's going to be really difficult. They're going to have to do all the little things that it takes and they're going to have to stay together. They're going to have to get healthier. I mean, all the stuff it's just on, on paper. And again, you can't play them. You can't play the next nine in one day. You've got to play them one at a time. You've got to, you know, just take them. But, it, it, it just doesn't it doesn't look like it's going to be an easy task. And and I but I, I appreciate Kevin O'Banner for speaking up and having some leadership, uh, because I think that at times I don't think he speaks up enough. I mean, you just he, it, that's his personality. He's just kind of quiet demeanor. Right. But I think yep. that this team definitely needs every words of wisdom that he can offer up. And if it's if it's dangling that carrot out there or like willing his team to get to the tournament, because we're just not going to, I mean, go for it, man. I mean, that, that's, that, that's your right as the oldest, most experienced guy on the team, a guy that's, that's had six straight double doubles in NCAA tournament games. Nobody else can really say that he can at least come from it, from a place of been there. I've succeeded. Get on my back. Let's go, you know, kind of thing, but he's got to yeah. now go live it too, not just say it. But I have no problem with it. In fact, I, I kind of uh, applauded it. I was surprised that he said it, but uh, I, coming from him, and he's the only. If anybody else would have said it, I, I would have thought, "Yeah, I mean, you know." Uh, but but with him, I think it's a bit different. So because um, he doesn't he doesn't talk a whole lot. You know this. I mean, he's yeah. just not. When you get him one on one, he's great. But I just don't. He's not real loud and boisterous, and 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 not one to really proclamate something like that. See what speaking it into existence can do in your <laughs> life today. It's a real thing. And I will have 
a ribeye for lunch, maybe some afternoon beers and a nap on the other side of that. I'm speaking oh, it into existence. I'm right jealous now. of your existence this afternoon. <laughs> I can tell you I'll that. let you know later on if that Please came to do. fruition or not. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get out there and make it happen, it sounds like. Uh, speaking of guys having ribeyes for lunch, fancy men in fancy suits meeting at an airport hotel in Big D on behalf of the Big 12 Conference this week. We'll explain and get into it next on Locked on Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming to you from out west of the 100th Meridian, where it's really going down in the great state with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for making us your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Wrapping up the week with a big picture conversation about the Big 12 Conference, Chris, because uh, uh, what is it? Presidents and athletics directors, I believe, meeting. Uh, in DFW beginning on Thursday and discussing some bigger picture topics, but was kind of interested to see the table set in a way as to what those conversations could surround. In part, uh, was looking into an article from uh, Dennis Dodds, CBS Sports. And to me, Chris, you can take us anywhere you want to go here, but uh, one of the first things he mentioned and one of the things I thought was uh, most interesting, still bubbling below the surface, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And since we're talking hoops, let's just kick it off with that notion, because as you're probably aware of now, there is some consideration of Gonzaga being a basketball addition to the Big 12 Conference. I guess I just kind of thought maybe, I don't know, offseason, outside the box, headline making is all that was for the Big 12 Conference. I'm not so into the idea personally, so maybe that's why I see it that way. I don't know, Chris, but it still seems like it's a very real possibility. Yeah, and, and the reason that it's being discussed is because I think ultimately these meetings are not only just about like uh, Gonzaga or, or potential additions, but it's about the exit of Oklahoma and Texas. And I think that, that, that there's a lot that was reported about maybe maybe Oklahoma and Texas aren't necessarily a lock to leave after the this this next year and they're they're you know maybe going to be around here one more year after this one I don't know if I believe that but that's that's ultimately it's all kind of a one encompassing conversation but yeah so I I think uh nothing that I'm aware of has changed in that I think there is interest in the Big 12 uh or you know from Gonzaga and I think vice versa make sure I, I phrase that correctly I think that there's there's interest from both sides. I think that honestly, if if uh, an invite was extended, Gonzaga would take it. They would have taken it yesterday. That they, they they would do it. Uh, I know it was reported that Mark Few, it's his decision. And see that 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 little line right there. That's the problem. That's the problem. That was interesting, we, wasn't it? Yeah. We we can get into geography, which I think is another problem. But that's kind of more their problem than 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 everybody else's. But is you know the the question needs to be asked, and this is what a lot of people are um, in in that room, I'm sure, and also kind of people that that are have some say so and some interest and in, in all those things. Is Mark Few Gonzaga? I mean, if if Mark Few is not at Gonzaga, are they this powerhouse? Are they this brand? Are they this really good basketball school? I don't know if we know the answer to that. And I think if you add Gonzaga in any sort of capacity, 
you're gambling a bit. Uh, you, you are absolutely gambling a bit in that uh, they can sustain it or that he's going to be there for a long period of time. Because it's not like that if you add them that whenever he retires or gets another D- DWI or whatever it is, that you can go, hey, man, you know, we, we appreciate it. it was fun, but we, we're, we, don't, we don't need you anymore. I mean, that's not how this is going to work. So I think that it needs to be, you know, a, a lengthy conversation. And I really want to know the, the dollars here. I want to know how how much is are they worth to you, you know? Because I mean, you know that they're going to be making more money than than they're making, or they wouldn't do this. Because there's a lot of added travel; it doesn't necessarily fit ge- ge- geographically at all. But I think it again, it would enhance your 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 powerhouse status from a basketball league standpoint. That's for sure. I just can't get on board with it, Chris. I think the Gonzaga brand will be diminished in any uh, Power Five league, uh, much less the best one in the country. And on the other side of that, then, what do you have? Um, I think Gonzaga is really interesting because they have gone in my lifetime from who? What? Where? Oh, that's where John Stockton played? Oh, I'll be damned. They can get into the NCAA tournament? Oh, these hats say Zags? And maybe some people are more zigzags fans than zags, but you buy them anyway. Everybody's got these, oh, cool little plucky upstart. Oh, they get some pretty good players here or there. Oh, there's a national player of the year here or there. And then they become a brand all of a sudden. And they're not like a blue blood, but you don't blink your eye if Gonzaga's like a top five team or something, you know, really good coming into the year. I mean, they're in a national title game just a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. So they don't have that same charm, first off, in my opinion, that they did once upon a time that actually aided in making them a brand. Like the brand was, ah, here's this little school in the Northwest that'll compete with the big boys. And I know they've got a little gym and all this stuff, but they're not really this little basketball program anymore. I mean, they're well-funded and they are a marketable brand as far as college basketball goes. And so you've built all this up to almost like the pinnacle of what Gonzaga basketball can be. And Chris, I don't think that gets better in a tougher conference. Like, I don't think you cut, you go find some new territory as Gonzaga basketball in the Big 12 or possibly even the Pac-12, which is the other option. I don't think you you find some top of the mountain you've never seen before. Like, yeah, financially, just like Nebraska, you're probably cashing bigger checks. Is your brand better off? Is your program better off? Is your athletics department, your fans better off? Uh, I'm not so sure. And I'm a little surprised to see Gonzaga, I guess, so hungry to get into one of these conferences because to me, Chris, it has to be only financially driven. I don't know what else you want from the Pac-12 or the Big 12 because you are not going to be what you were. You may still be very good. You may be Texas Christian coming to the Big 12, Chris, which turned out very good for them, but it ain't one loss seasons every year in the Mountain West like they had previously or no loss seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like Texas Christian and Utah made that transition to bigger conferences. And it's like, all right, y'all are pretty good examples of teams that elevated and have competed pretty well. I mean, you've been, I know Utah's competed for Pac-12 hardware. If they hadn't got it out right, they've been in conference championship games. We know what Texas Christian has done. And that's the good example of how it's gone. But even they haven't lived the life they lived, you know, as a group of five team that's like unbeaten every year and a one loss type of season. And I just look at Gonzaga in kind of the same way saying, dude, here's how shiny your brand is when you lose like just a couple of games a year or something. So what do you think it's going to look like when you lose 10 in the Big 12 conference some year? 
And oh, by the way, the guy that you just mentioned in Mark Few, your head man since 1999, what are you when you are fewless? I mean, I think all we, we all know this. I'm not trying to say these are like really insightful questions, but these are questions I think most people are asking themselves because, you know, Gonzaga has has made a lot of hay being what they are. And that's someone outside of a power conference landscape. And if I was in a position to be wearing a fancy suit in a Gonzaga administration building, I'd be tapping the brakes big time because I just don't know that you could have it any better than you have it right now. I thought it was really interesting, Chris. And I think this is where maybe I can identify with some of the frustration, the load they carry for the West coast conference, I think is what they're in WCC. Yes. yes. Um, I saw yesterday, like out of whatever NCAA tournament units that conference has commanded, they're in commanding these dollars. Gonzaga represents like 80% of those, you know, so they're, they're maybe a little frustrated with the fact that they're, they're carrying, carrying so whole Yeah, yeah. And not getting that percentage cash-wise, I guess. But is what I'm saying making sense as far as diluting what they are whenever they get into some real dogfights of conferences? Yeah, you know, and, and, and I, I think they, uh, they, they may be ready to – one, it, you, you have to also ask yourself, is this what, – what posturing is going on as it relates to the Pac-12 conference here, and this could be asked from a Big 12 standpoint mm-hmm. or a Gonzaga standpoint, is is there a bluff being made by Gonzaga or the Big 12 to try to entice the Big 12 into doing something or or whatever? I I don't I don't know, but it, it, it's worth asking the question. I think from sure. a purely basketball standpoint, there's no doubt that geographically. You know, Pac-12 makes a lot more sense with travel and some of the proximity with Washington and Washington State and 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 where where they're located. But but from a basketball standpoint, there's no doubt that if they want to be kind of like seen among the the who's who, that the Big 12 is the better by far the the basketball league. Um, so, True. you know, but but I I think I, this is definitely financially driven. I also think that. You know, because the tournament is likely to expand at some point, potentially soon, they would not be as worried about, you know, finishing not at the top of a league, if that makes sense. And I think yeah. I think that they may because they recruit nationally, they they're on a national stage in the in November and December and all those things. And I think they would uh, feel like that they even more so. You know, I think they they are thinking it would enhance their brand and that they would be with more like minded, serious basketball schools. I will tell you, too, I know we're, we're getting close to, to wrapping up here, but I will tell you that this isn't just a Gonzaga basketball only conversation. There's some things that are going to be discussed, uh, I think, by Brett Yormark uh, to the folks at these meetings, because. He also is a big um, fan of UNLV, I believe, is a maybe a basketball-only school as well. And that has as much to do with where UNLV is located uh, as anything. But I think that bottom line is this is very much outside-the-box guy. He is trying yeah. to think about off into the future what this is going to look like. Let's not just capitalize on – schools or brands but you know we, we want to get into certain areas and, and locations and I think he's very fond of Vegas as being the the quote-unquote entertainment capital of the world in many ways and I think he would like to 
have the Big 12 featured in that city. Now, if that's adding UNLV, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's going to go for that. I'm just telling you what he's told people. So, you know, keep that uh, in mind, too. So so I say that to, to say, does Gonzaga and UNLV as basketball-only members, does that do anything for you? I don't know. Maybe the same premise, but I don't mind uh, playing road trips and uh, or playing road games in Vegas, but I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Spokane, Washington's a, a long ways away. Uh, but uh, anyway, right. just just interest. I'll be we, we will be glued to this on what comes out of this stuff. It's going to be fascinating yeah. uh, because I think there'll be some sort of movement and some sort of clear uh, idea on what direction that they, they want to go. And again, I'm not going to be totally shocked if, if, if part of the news that comes out is, is Oklahoma and Texas could, in fact, be in the league again in 2025. I'm not betting on that. I wouldn't bet on that. But again, we need to open up our minds to that possibility as well. Or if they're not, that you would have some agreed-to non-conference games possibly uh, in that short little window. Some other things I've seen reported as uh, you know bargaining chips for. Oh, I make their I guess earlier exits. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, no I, yeah. You, you, you're giving and, me all my money, man. You you owe me. This is your choice to leave. This is what the deal says. Get, you know, huh? No, this is make yeah, make it rain all over me, man. No, you owe me. <laughs> Because who, cause who, gets those, who gets those non-conference games? You know, like who yeah. who, who gets right. them? Not everybody would. And it, I, does that make the league whole or certain schools whole? That, that's what's tricky there to me uh, on, on those conversations. And I'm very selfish, so I'd just rather have the game from a Tech <laughs> fan standpoint. And I, get I don't care I, what I, you I get, you. Iowa State, one way or another. And I can understand going after the entertainment capital of the world. And if, well, since you've already got Lubbock, Texas captured, <laughs> then go to the next best thing. That's Las Vegas. I think we would all understand that. But you've already got Texas Tech in your wheelhouse, so don't worry about Lubbock, Texas, USA. And if you're calling Las Vegas the entertainment capital of the world, you just sound like a man that's never been to Littlefield, Texas, America, Pearl of the Plains. I what saw a great your way to shove off. I yep. saw your sweet mother in the Las Vegas airport uh, many years ago. That is right. <laughs> She's out working her shift. <laughs> No, coming on back home, bringing no, the bacon back to yeah, Texas, vac- vacationing, I think, or something. Yeah, but no, yeah, we, we yeah, had a she good used conversation. to be a pit boss, part time pit boss, Chris. <laughs> uh, whenever I was a kid, she'd just head yeah. out to, to Vegas and then make a quick john over to Reno. She wasn't exactly quite Vegas material, but yeah, made a lot of good money for the family there in Reno. So I got a lot of fondness for the state of Nevada. <laughs> Anybody ever tells you money can't buy you love? <laughs> They just ain't never been to Reno. <laughs> all right, let's shove off to the weekend, Chris. Can't wait for the hoops contest, and then we're back to break it all down, kicking off next week with you. So thanks for making us your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. And check out Locked On College Basketball for your second listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your college hoops one-stop shop on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts that is Locked On college basketball chris enjoyed it all week long man have a great weekend and thanks for the time as always keep hope alive people we'll talk to you uh, uh, i guess early next week that's right we'll be kicking her off on the other side hope you have a great weekend wherever you are thanks for joining us once again on locked on texas tech